Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real life issues. Hi and welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Today our topic is talking to your kids about your past. I'm your host, Jared Leonard, and with me is my beautiful wife and co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Hello, everybody. And our guests today are Jeremy and Lindsay Holen. Hello. Hey. Uh, would you just mind sharing the ages of your children quick? Jeremy, I think you sure. were going to take this one. I think I got it. Yeah. Ava's 15 and Lila's 13. There you go. Good what grades job. are they in? Next quiz. Oh, man. <laughs> we are <home> <laughs> We need to answer that question. What subject are you asking about? Yeah. High school and middle school. I love yes, high school and middle school. There you go. I love asking that question, especially to homeschool kids. They're like, well, I am doing 12th grade math, but still second grade English. That's, so. yes. That's right. Hey, thanks for, making, that. thanks for making us feel comfortable right off the bat here. Right off the well, bat. Well, Jared's a homeschooler, so he can say those things. That might be the hardest right. question we get. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, Christmas is fast approaching. By the time this episode drops, uh, it'll be December 1st. So what are some, maybe some favorite holiday traditions that your family has before we jump into things here? Mm. Yeah, Christmas is a big deal at our house, but I would say uh, all four of us, our favorite tradition is Christmas Eve. Mm. Um, when we lived out of state, we really like said Christmas Eve, we're not going to be traveling on Christmas Eve. And so we started traditions when they were young, but our favorite thing is we come to church for the Christmas Eve service and that kind of kicks off the Christmas Eve traditions. And so when we get home, there are surprise Christmas pajamas waiting for the girls by their fireplace. And so it's like a mystery every year. (laughs) And then while they are getting uh, dressed in their Christmas pajamas, we pop popcorn and we get candy and we hop back in the car and we save all of our Christmas light looking for Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. So So we get in the already warm vehicle. We have our spots around town that we go to. And then when we come home, the girls, this is the one night a year they put themselves to bed willingly because they blow up air mattresses, (laughs) sleep by the Christmas tree. And we lay, uh, we go downstairs, usually like watch a movie or something. And then we stuff their stockings, lay them next to them. And they're kind of still awake at that point because they're just, there's too much anticipation. <laughs> and then in the morning, they bring their stockings to our bed and we open stockings on our bed and then we Aww. move on from there. So, oh, but last so year fun. we did add pool, the game of, we have a pool table. Oh, yeah. We added Ooh. pool when we got back from Christmas light there looking. You go. Because and teenagers, yes. they're not tired yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we play pool for a prize. For a prize. And so Ooh. we already Ooh. got this year's Who's prize. Who's the best pool player? Oh, mm. it kind of depends. Eh, who well, won last year? Do you remember? Oh, who did win? Great question. I yeah, it's a trick question. It's typically, it's Jeremy and I usually, but the girls can hold their own totally. Yeah, yeah they can. Yeah. Well, the next one. time you see the Holins at church, go ahead and ask them who won at pool yep. after Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yep. Fair. Well, anyway, our, our topic today is talking to your kids about your past. Um, and so every parent really has a past. Some of us might have things in our past that are more difficult to, uh, to share than others. Um, but so how do we know when, or if we should even share some of these things with our kids? And that's, that's really what we're going to be tackling with Jeremy and Lindsay here today. So, uh, first off, do you think parents should share hard things in their past with their kids 
And if so, why? Or if not, why? You want to take it or me <laughs> yeah. first? That, do you want me to? Sure. Okay. I'll start. Um, I think that trust is a big deal in yeah. parenting. And you start building trust when you are young when the not when the when the kids are young yeah and and, and you're young yes well <laughs> kind you're of middle aged now but um when they're young honesty is just the best way to go and i think that honesty um ultimately builds trust and it's also just an invitation for your kids to share their lives with you as they continue to grow. And so if honesty and truth telling is, um, already taking place in your home, then this, it doesn't make it less scary to share the hard parts of your past, but Mm -hmm. you're already being honest, uh, especially about sin and, and all of the things that Mm -hmm. the gospel applies to that points us to the gospel. So um, I think that if the gospel is important to you, then um, then they need to see that applied in your own life. And that includes being applied to the really hard things that we want to forget about and not talk about. Yeah. And yeah. that we're not perfect. Yeah. 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 Jeremy, you had something to say about that? No, I think um, just to follow up with Lindsay, at an age appropriate or maturity appropriate level, yeah. I think talking about these hard things are, is very important. Um, but again, you have to have a relationship, an open relationship with your kids that is deeply rooted in, um, in the gospel. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that in one of the questions, but if you don't start at that baseline, mm-hmm. uh, and have that relationship and do it at the appropriate time for your child, it can, it can have intended or unintended consequences, I think, um, for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So along those lines, you know, you said age appropriate, Mm -hmm. what age do you think is appropriate to share these things and have these conversations with our kids? Well, I think there's definitely not a, like, wait until your kids are this age. (laughs) Um, you're the best judge and you have the gauge on your children's maturity of what Mm -hmm. they can and can't handle. But, um, I would say when it comes to trying to figure out what age to tell them, prayer is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Like you, I I have um, dreaded sharing. I've known that I was going to have to share my story with my girls at one point, uh, you know, at some point in their lives, but I didn't know when. Um, I had kind of set an age in my mind um, of when I thought that we would share that story with them. Um, but the, what I, what I did do was I prayed regularly about, I would just say, Lord, when it's time to share with them, would you just, would you start preparing their hearts now? And would you just protect them from hearing anything about my story before you want them to know about it because mm. I wanted to be the one to tell them. Yeah. And since I have been public with my story before they found out them, that was a big risk. Um, mm. But that was one that I just had to leave in the Lord's hands mm-hmm. and say, Lord, I just want it to, I want them to hear from our lips um, about, about my story and about our story. And um, he honored that. 
So I would just encourage every parent to make it a major matter of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to kind of piggyback that, I think it happened obviously in God's timing, Mm -hmm. God's will, but it, what we had done before to prepare for that, um, was that relationships that we're talking about and whether it was journaling together, talking about it, you know, hunting, bicycling, whatever it is to have that time of dialogue before it made that conversation. It was a hard conversation, but it was a tender, um, I thought it was a great conversation, but it was, it was rooted in that trust that had already been and communication and, already being right. a regular part of our family culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just disclaimer, we don't hunt with our girls. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> saying, I'm just saying for anybody. Yes. Oh, for, I was like, Jeremy, gals, tell us some whatever. hunting stories because that sounds awesome. <laughs> Maybe Ava will bike with me someday and we'll talk. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't hunt. I do not. No, I, you were just coming up with examples saying, of, hey, of things that parents do. Maybe if you go do, hunting, yeah. you're doing something. connect with your kids, uh, whatever right? you're doing. A lot of Talk. times, th- yeah. I don't think it's a negative thing. I don't mean this as a negative thing, but a lot of times finding something where you're not having to sit and stare them in the eyes, where mm-hmm. communication is awkward for them, Yeah. Mm-hmm. find something that where they're next to you, whether yeah. that's driving, bicycling, walking, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Windshield time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder sometimes is less intimidating than face to face. And yeah. he, that works with my husband too. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it, does. it works for most people. <laughs> yeah. But he mentioned um, journaling. That's something that I've done with my girls since mm-hmm. they were younger, and um, for, from like seven. Now I realize boys probably wouldn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but. Uh, it was just letters back and forth in a journal. I would let them pick out the journal and then we leave it under each other's pillows when we have written in it. And it's not always like a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like constantly writing back and forth, but that, that you would be surprised what children will write down mm-hmm. that they won't say to your face. Yeah. So we were already having hard conversations through that journal before we ever had like a really hard face to face. And pro we'll tip look right back. there. Yeah, yeah. Journal. I encourage that for... Especially with mm-hmm. your daughters, but I don't know, maybe some yeah. of the boys too. You never That's know. That's great. You never know. Absolutely. Yeah. Hunting. Maybe I'm go hunting with go the hunting. boys. <laughs> just some way to communicate back and yeah. forth is yeah. the point. Yes. That's right. Having communication be the culture of your home. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, you, Jeremy, you alluded to it, but how does the... Talking about the gospel, that is, how does the gospel help us as we think through sharing our past with our kids? So... Yeah, so obviously God forgave us of Mm -hmm. so much, right? We all have a story. We all have sin in our lives, past, current, ongoing, whatever it may be. And when I was thinking about how this question, I could answer this question, that because God forgave us, we need to be open and honest and be able to forgive our kids, our spouse, um, all the things and, and handle that in a graceful, grace-filled um, and compassionate way mm-hmm. um, that would be honoring to Christ. And, you know, if you can do that and make Jesus the center of your conversation and your kids know that that's where you're coming from and from a love, a love and a loving basis, 
the, the conversations, um, in my opinion, will be blessed. And from our experience, has been has been a blessing to us um, to be able to share. So, mm-hmm. we think, Lance. Well, I think if if you, I think we all should be contagious with our appreciation and awe of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And when we are honest about our past sins, our current sins, um, then we get to be contagious with how grateful we are for the gospel. Yeah, And that just I, I plants seeds in our children's minds of the magnitude and the amazingness of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just the gospel isn't just for big stories. Um, I mentioned a while back, like it, the cross is a dramatic story mm-hmm. for everyone, no matter what kind of story you have. Yeah. Um, and so I think that if you are, you're contagious with that and, and we all want grace and uh, we need to give grace to our kids. And um, part of that is weaving your own story yeah. in the grace that you've been given. Yeah, I heard I heard recently on a podcast, so I, I'm not going to take credit for this, but uh, the question was, are you raising a sin confessor or a sin concealer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was such a great way to put it. Sometimes we, we raise our kids in such a way to conceal, conceal, conceal their yeah. sin and not share it, mm-hmm. not talk about it openly. And that comes from us as parents mm-hmm. um, that they're afraid to confess their sin to us, to God, to anyone. Um, and that's not a healthy thing to do because mm-hmm. God calls us to confess sins to one another that we may be healed, to be confessing sin constantly to God. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, you yeah. guys are the ones supposed to answer the questions. Yeah. So you got another <laughs> question there, honey? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, that's very yeah. Good. yeah. Well, and you're secure, I think, too. I'm thinking you're secure in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been forgiven, yeah. mm-hmm. sharing your story, you you've been forgiven, you know, from the perspective of I can now forgive, but also I have been forgiven of this thing. And that's why I can share that. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the first part of this question is, have you shared your past with your kids? I think the answer is yes, from the way that you've answered our previous questions, but how did that, how did it happen? What did you, how did you do it? How even did your kids respond? What did that look like for your family? It, it's such a God story mm-hmm. and it's actually one of my favorite stories of parenting so far because it shows God's, uh, his sovereignty in timing and the answer to prayers, uh, the, the many years of prayers, mm-hmm. even though the timing was not my timing, I was planning on telling them in their teens. I thought that's when they can handle it. Um, but it's just so happened that, uh, Lila stumbled upon my Sailorville story Yeah, Mm. and it was on the day that I took the job of women's ministry director at church. Mm. (laughs) And that timing is not lost on me that the Lord orchestrated it in a way. And when, when she came to me with this shocked look on her face, I was like, what's wrong? And she held up the phone and my story is plain. And I thought, Oh, here we go. (laughs) And by God's grace, Jeremy was off that day. And I said, all right, go sit down in the sunroom girls. 
And they went and sat down and I went and got Jeremy. I said, they just, Mm -hmm. they just found my Sailorville story. We need to go talk to him. And so we sat down with them and, um, I just said, first of all, how, tell me what is going on in your heart right now. Mm-hmm. And Ava said that she was sad. Okay. So our girls were 10 and 12 at the okay. time. So three years ago, mm. they were 10 and 12 earlier than what I was planning. And Ava said she was sad. And Lila said she was confused. We mm-hmm. hadn't had yep. the, we hadn't <laughs> had the birds and bees talk yet. So she was confused yep. how all this happened. But, um, Upon asking a few more questions, they had only listened to the first few minutes of my story. Mm-hmm. And and Lila said, I, I showed it to Ava and Ava said, I don't think we should be watching this. So the Lord gave her, you know, and they could have watched the whole thing mm-hmm. or, or stopped it and never told us. So I was mm-hmm. so yeah. thankful that they came yeah. to us. But, Communication. Yes. Yeah. So they, Jeremy said, you you've only listened to the first few minutes and they're like, yeah, we just figured we probably shouldn't be watching this. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, you haven't seen the best part. Cause they were only hearing yeah. right. the dark part of my story mm-hmm. and they didn't get to hear the be- the rest of it. And so we watched my Sailorville story together as a family. Mm-hmm. And then we continued to have conversation <laughs> after that. And, um, that night, one of the most humbling things in my life was Ava. Um, we asked her to do the bedtime prayers that night and she prayed and she said, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are the God of my mom's story. And I pray that you will use her story to help other women yeah. as a 12 year old yeah. that like moved me to tears. Yeah, And I was like, thank you, God, for preparing their hearts Mm -hmm. in your perfect timing. And I remember saying to the girls before we even watched my Sailorville story, I said, okay, girls, today is the day Mm -hmm. that you find out why I just took this job at the church and why I have such a heart for women is because of what God Mm -hmm. has done in my own life and how he has used women in my life to speak truth to me and point me back to the cross. And so, um, we have had, do you want to add anything to that before no, that was I move on? Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that was a limited discussion. They were 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, we said, as you get older, you're going to continue to have questions. You're going to continue to be curious about what happened. It's too heavy for you right now. Mm. But here's what you need to know about my story. And we, this is never this discussion is never off the table. Yeah. You can come to me anytime you have a question day or night about it. You can talk to your dad and I, mm-hmm. and, um, and then just earlier this year when, uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned that caused mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. in their minds. And mm-hmm. so Jeremy wasn't there for that discussion, but we sat down for about an hour and a half and I was able to share more of my story and there's still more to tell. Mm-hmm. But God has been faithful in the past to to kind of peel back those layers when he knows that they're ready. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he's giving us discernment. And we've had some really healthy discussions around it. And it's, um, I think Satan would have us all believe that keeping the secret is protecting them. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely not. 
It's mm-hmm. not protecting them. It's not healthy for you. It's a burden that is super heavy. And one that I experienced when, cause I didn't tell my husband when we were married about my past mm-hmm. and it wasn't until three years into our marriage. So I had experienced that mm-hmm. and he had to come to terms with hearing it later than what he should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you add? Yeah, well said. I, I think it's an ongoing conversation mm-hmm. that, um, but that openness has, again, it's increased their want and desire to share with us and be open with us too, because yeah. they know we're just, we're sharing what we're broken and mm-hmm. um, are not perfect mm-hmm. at all, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you think, oh, my parents never did anything wrong. It's mm-hmm. all, nope, not not us, right? Yeah. And Ava would say that it's been, it was one of the best things for her because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. said that she had me up on such a pedestal mm-hmm. that um, while it was disappointing to hear that about her mom, it made me human to her yeah. and sh- more open to come to me with, with things. And last year, someone yep. asked the question, what's the most disappointing thing that has ever happened to you? And she said, hearing my mom's story, Mm. which was kind of like immediately like a a knife to my heart. But then she clarified, I wasn't disappointed in you. I was disappointed in, in how like lofty of a view I had of you that I knew was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And so now she's like, yeah, you're not on that pedestal anymore. (laughs) She just knows that, that I, we're not perfect. I, I just pray that my girls can look at me, can look at us and see such a magnified picture of God's grace yeah. that is offered to them as well, no matter what choices they do or don't make. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of hope there for parents who are listening, maybe with some hard things that they need to share with their kids, that it it maybe feels like it needs to be this big, heavy conversation. And it was, but it you didn't have to let it all out at once. Yeah. You no. Know, you in no. wisdom, mm-hmm. in age appropriate yeah. sections or pieces or layers or levels or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's an on, I like that. It's an ongoing conversation. I, there's a lot of things in parenting that should be mm-hmm. an ongoing mm-hmm. conversation of, we're just going to, you know, dive in just, just where you can handle. And we're going to kind of go in slowly. Yeah. Take our time. I like that analogy of t- it's too heavy for you right now. I think you can use that with mm-hmm. other parts in parenting mm-hmm. as well. You mentioned the birds and the bees or what, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. there's some things that you discuss at maybe five, six, seven, eight, and then nine, 10, 11, 12, the, the yeah. conversation keeps going and that you right. share more and more details maybe as they grow. Um, and just sharing that. Yeah. There's more to this conversation, but right now it's too heavy for you. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. And uh, for context for our listeners, we'll link that Sailorville story so you're not completely lost. Mm. Um, <laughs> you can watch that uh, separately, or maybe you can pause it right now and go watch that oh. that video and then come back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, our, our next question here, how, how can your spouse, so maybe in, in your mm-hmm. case, Jeremy, be a help or an encouragement in this process? You've kind of already alluded to this, so mm-hmm. I didn't know if you had something more to talk about that especially if one parent has a quote unquote worse past than, than another one. Yeah. So first of all, I don't know that I would say worse than Yeah. like, <laughs> right. I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. we're all sinners. I certainly am not perfect yeah. in any way, shape or form. I certainly have my own 
sins and burdens to bear. What? That, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, huh, amazing. Huh? <laughs> Not perfect. Oh, you didn't know that? So yeah, you were up on a pedestal, and <laughs> now I just you're not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I really think that, um, again, it kind of goes back to what I had originally said, we're all level at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. and we've all, we're all sinners. Our girls are sinners. We're sinners. I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. Certainly am. And I, I was, as I think about that question, the way that I responded when I found out is the same way, honestly, that I strive to respond to my girls when they, when, when they sin or make a mistake or mm-hmm. Lindsay does something imagine that that isn't quite (laughs) right or whatever right like just responding in that grace-filled humble way and when i do something i really that is a sin or i have not handled things in an appropriate way said something that i shouldn't have or whatever to the girl i in fact i think in the last couple weeks there was something that came up and i i went back right away and i said hey i'm sorry that i I, I totally made that comment and out of context, I completely sinned. Would you forgive me? And that's how, that's how I would support, like, let's say Lindsay, uh, again, not worse or better or anything, but when she shares those things in an open, honest, humble, supportive way, um, that would bring honor and glory to, to our savior right? Yeah. Who died on the cross for all of our sins. Yeah. So. Which I would yeah. say has not always come easily or naturally to either <laughs> yeah. of us. No. Because when pastor asked, asked me to do a Sailorville mm. story, mm-hmm. it took us two months to say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was mostly him because yeah. he didn't, he did he wanted to protect me right. and didn't want people to automatically associate this kind of stuff with his wife. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see Lila just before we came, we were asking mm-hmm. her some more, some more questions. She was the only one home and she's like, you know, I don't hold it over your head. Like, Oh mom, you're, you're this, this bad sinner because right. you've done this. And I think that's because he has modeled mm-hmm. grace to our girls that he doesn't hold, we don't hold sin over each other's no. heads. We don't recount each other's sins. Like, Oh, you remember who you are, but <laughs> yeah. keep circling them. Right. You forgive them and let's move on. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't keep circling the drain. Just yeah. Let it out and let it go. Yeah. yeah. Give it over to God and let's move on. Yeah. Well, and I love when you said this initial conversation came up you went and got Jeremy and you sat down together Mm -hmm. with your girls. And I think even that alone, that you would be together in this conversation, I'm sure Mm -hmm. speaks volumes to your girls and Mm -hmm. um, seeing you come together as a team and and do that together. I love that. So I think some parents or people even just in general, by sharing their own stories and the hard things in their past, might fear that that would give their kids permission or, um, mm-hmm. you know, just a reason to, to make similar decisions to, to be like, well, my mom did this or mm-hmm. my dad did that. And so why can't I try that out? Mm-hmm. So what would you say, you know, to people kind of fearing that? Like, I don't know if I want to share that because I don't want them to, to think that they can do the same thing. Well, I think that is a lie 
that Satan plants. Mm-hmm. He, to, he, it's a fear tactic of mm-hmm. his. And it is definitely, it's a fear tactic. It's, it's something that I still struggle with fear wise. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as, as my girls get older and in their teenage years where all of this started to unravel for me, mm-hmm. um, there's a fear there. Uh, but I have to remember that God's sovereignty, he is the one writing their their futures. And um, I, I think by keeping secrets, you are, um, you're condoning secrecy and lies Mm -hmm. more than you're condoning the sins that you have struggled with in the past. And that's just never a good thing. Do you remember Mm -hmm. what, what Lila said before we, we kind of asked her that question? Like I I said, do you, as you grow and you start to have like specific temptations, especially like maybe towards boys Mm -hmm. and, you know, you have a boyfriend or, you know, you start to go down a road. Do you think that you're, you are more likely to make the same mistakes that I've made because you've seen that I've come through it and I'm okay and I'm living for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And do you remember her answer? It it was not, not verbatim, but basically it was you how can I say what she said? It was basically no matter what, um, no matter what happens, we know that we, um, that we're loved and that when she makes, let's say she does make a a poor decision, um, we're still going to love her. But circling back to the question, because we have had that conversation, she specifically said that she would take that advice and not, maybe not make those same decisions because she she's realized, she's realized she all the conversations, right, mm-hmm. that that we've had about that, about whatever topic it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't well, know. Well, I think too, the, something that we've always said to our girls, even when they were little, we don't want you to obey us because we're saying you should obey us. We want you to obey God. So if you're obeying God, mm-hmm. then you are obeying us. Yeah. If you're wanting to please him, you will please us. Right. And so if you are are tempted to go down these sinful paths, you I want you to remember you are sinning against a holy God. You're not you're not making choices that are going to disappoint me take me out of the equation. It, it will affect me because I'm your, I'm your parent, but you have to keep, you have to keep God in the mm-hmm. forefront of every decision of whether I go to Psalm 51 it, against the Lord. Have I sinned? When David said that he sinned against it's Uriah and Bathsheba and, you know, a host of other people, but he admitted to sinning against the Lord. And that's what we want our girls yeah. to know that your aim is to obey him and to please him. And if you're doing that, then we will be, we'll be happy. At the end of the day, you can't make the choices for your kids. You just got to love them, be on your knees in prayer for them and let the Lord do the work. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I think it's a a good note to wrap up on, unless there was something else on your mind or written in your notes or something that you really wanted to cover. You guys good? Um, I think we're. I think we. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else is coming to my mind. It well, probably will tonight at three a.m. Yeah, right. It, or here in three minutes when we wrap up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. Stop Good recording. Stop. That's all right. 
Um, thank you. Thanks so much for, for coming and joining us here. Are there any resources we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, any resources that, mm-hmm. um, that have been helpful for you, uh, through this process as, as you've grown in, in this? Um, if not, that's fine. Well, we There's mentioned the journal. I really journal. like oh, yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. an easy resource that is, is easy to do. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be like a constant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was there something else that I was thinking of? Obviously we said the Bible, right? Staying close and connected to the word, yeah. starting your days out in that way, being on, yeah. on your knees in front. There, this isn't specifically about this topic, but there is a book um, by Danny Silk called Loving Your Kids mm-hmm. on Purpose. And the subtitle is Making Heart to Heart Connections. Mm. That made a big impact on my parenting in that it, kind of the, the foundation of it is trust. And, yeah. and if you want, if you want your children to trust you, um, the, you need to, they need to trust your heart and you need to trust theirs. And mm-hmm. so rather than behavior modification and yeah. all of that, you are, you are after their heart. Yeah. And that had a big impact on me when I was um, parenting mm-hmm. them when they were younger. That's so. good. But we'll look for a, a link to that resource. Okay. We'll put it here in the show notes here as well. So yeah. um, anyway, thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast here, listeners to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. And special thanks to Jeremy and Lindsay. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, as, as I just said, we'll provide some, some of those resources related here to today's topic in the show notes. We encourage you to check those out for yourself and, and take advantage of them. And then we ask that you would come back next month as we will be tackling the topic of teaching your kids about money. So we're excited about that. It'll be cool. kind of at the beginning of the year, January 1st. So maybe a good time to, to start um, planning that way if you haven't started yet. Um, but we're really excited about Steve and Holly Haug will be our guests on that um, topic. So hope you join us for that. 